All right, let's begin. Yesterday's daf was daf tezvav. Today is daf tezayin. We have a mind for Shalema, for Amy Bazdvaira, for Yanki. I don't know Yanki's name. Shabbat Shalom, and uh, hey, you delayed this time. Too. And you delayed. He should not be so tired. You delayed Ben uh, Ben Basheva. Ben Basheva. Yeah. All right, and we'll do the review of yesterday's stuff. What did we learn yesterday? So uh, we, uh, we we had a few questions. We were t- we were talking about Ben Zayma. Ben Zayma again. He went up to this paradise, and over there he got Nifka. What happened was is he lost some of his mind, and he was such a brilliant uh, person, ex- expositor of Torah. Nevertheless, um, anyway, so they asked, so it's interesting because he was like, he seemed to be quite clear-headed here and there. So anyway, so they asked him a question: Can one, um, uh, can one uh, give a uh, you know <coughs> do surgery for a dog? Okay. Uh, because it says in the pasuk of Arzchem Lasasu, which uh, would imply, uh, so that was his answer. The reason why they thought it wasn't so pashut was because they thought that maybe it would be allowed. Because since you can't even use an exchange of a dog for a korban, so maybe the iser of sirus wouldn't apply. But he said it does apply, and that was like a very coherent, cogent answer. Then they asked him a question, a very little interesting question about an uh, about a psula. Who became pregnant? Is she permitted to con gadol or not? Are we choshes to Shmuel's halacha or not? And the bottom line says, I, because Shmuel Shmuel was an expert. He was a doctor. He knew exactly how to be do an act of relations without breaking her hymen. It's just the you have to know how to maneuver properly. Anyway, um, so uh, he said, so Shmuel said that, so we, is it not shriach? So he says it's not shriach. It's not common enough. Nobody, no, most people are not, we don't assume that's, what, that's the circumstance. Um, but it's possible that she became pregnant from a bath, uh, meaning she went into a bath that had semen in it from somebody who used the bath before her, and that can potentially impregnate her. Um, Anyway, so uh, I wasn't Yerik Hachet. The answer is it was Yerik Hachet when it went out of his body, so it could. Anyway, the story goes with Rabbi Shua ben Hananya. He was standing um, by, by a step in the Harabais in the Temple Mount, and he saw Ben Zayman. Ben Zayman didn't stand up, did nothing. So he asked Ben Zayman, no, where are you coming from? Where are you going? Where your, your mind is obviously distracted. Where is it? So he said, I'm looking into the, the Kermais Abrashis, and I said that the, the waters above, the waters below, there's very little difference between them. It's only a three fingers difference. Why? Because the Pasuk says, And uh, that merchefes uh, is like a yono, like a dove that's, that's hovering over her children. Well, doesn't touch. Hand. That's three fingers worth. So he said, so Rabbi Shua said to his students, Ben Zayim is still not, he didn't get back, get back his head. Because uh, the, the story, that doesn't make any sense. The, the Pasuk of Ruach Lekimar Hefzal Pnei it was on the first day of creation. The Avdallah didn't happen until the second day of creation. Anyway, so what is talking the difference, separation between the two firmaments? So, a few answers. Ravach Bayakov says it's a hair's breadth. Rabbanon say it's like a Guda de Gamla, like a, some sort of, like the, like the steps of a, a, a foot, footbridge. 
where like the, the planks are like right next to each other. Marzutra, our Ravasi says it's like two sheets that are spread out over each other, they're like touching, and, um, or like two cups that are like stacked into each other. Anyway, the bottom line is that's the, that was the answer. But the point being is that Benzoma did lose his mind. He was affected from what he saw. And then we got into Acher. What did he do? He was cutting the saplings. And on him, the Pasuk is applied, don't give, let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. What happened was is that he saw, when he went up to heaven, he saw Metatron, which is one of the angels, that uh, he was given permission to sit down and write the merits of the Jewish people. And he said there's a tradition that, the, that in heaven there's no, no sitting. What's sitting going on? Who else could sit? And uh, he said, is there a chas to rishuyos? How can it be? Um, and uh, so to prove that that's not the case, they, he was, this Matatron was, was, was kicked out of his place and shot with 60 arrows of fire. Um, but... Um, he was doing something wrong? Well, he should have, that's what he's saying, because he should have stood up when Acher came, so as not to imply that he's, uh, that, that he's, you know, different, you know, than an angel. Anyway, bottom line is, um, after he left, there was a, a Basco that came out, you know, basically because, because of what happened, this whole exchange with Metatron, Metatron had a right to erase his merits. So when he realized that he lost his merits, he said, the heavenly voice said, Shuvu Banam Shovim, everyone who's astray is welcome to return, except for Acher. Acher, we're not, not why invited why back. Why did he lose his merits because of this? Um, because he, he didn't do anything wrong, did he? Yeah, well, he did, a, he did do something wrong. He did find your things wrong. Not, that was before. Um, it sounds like his 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 questioning, his, like, his questioning that this two rishuyos is uh, is wrong to say something like that. Okay, yeah, but you don't uh, you don't you don't make that no, and What's his name? Was punished. Yes, just because he's punished doesn't mean that he should uh, he shouldn't have even entertained that as a possibility. That was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, bottom line is. Um, he said, "Look, I'm not. I'm not a welcome in the world to come. So then, uh, maybe I should. Uh, I might as well have the pleasure in this world." So he went out, and he tried having relations with the with the prostitute. And the, so, prostitute said, "What? Rosh <laughs> Hashiva? I'm not just uh, you know like. Yeah, I have my standards. I'm not gonna. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be bring you down. So, um, so he, what he did was he to prove that he's not." That he's not that he picked something up from the ground on Shabbos and gave it to her. He said, "Oh, you're, you you must over, be somebody she's else." Over on Shabbos, <laughs> I don't know. Why not? The mitzvah. Uh, so you are worried about how you should get paid? I don't know. You like, it's like you're paying radishes. That's it's radishes. You paid her in radishes. Yeah, so I uh, said, "Oh, it must be somebody else." Now, anyway, we have a few exchanges of Akher with his Talmud, Rabbi Meir. So um, after he went off the derech, so he asked the mayor this question. He said, when it says, what does that mean? So the uh, mayor answered, he says that whatever Hashem created, there's always an opposite creation that's like, count, that's like similar to it. Um, like a, there's a mountain, there's a hill, there's a sea, there's a river. So he said, that's not what Rabbi Kiva says. Your Rabbi, Rabbi Kiva said different. He said, Hashem created Sadiqim and Rishayim. 
Meaning, everybody has two portions. A portion waiting for Min Ganeiden and a portion waiting for Min Ganeiden. And depending on your behavior, if you become a tzaddik, so you get your portion in Ganeiden. And and uh, if you go, uh, or, you, uh, or if you, the other way around, you'll get your portion in Ganeiden. If you're in Ganeiden, so then your friend that goes to Ganeiden, you get his portion in Ganeiden as well. And if your friend goes to Ganem, he's and you're in Ganeiden, then he's going to get, in addition to his portion in Ganem, he's going to get your portion in Ganem. That's how it works. Everyone gets basically a double portion in whichever way he ends up choosing his life. Um, with very interesting and quoted psukim to that effect. Then he brought, um, okay, Next, then he brought a, a, another question to Rameir. He said, uh, uh, after, again, after he was off the derech, he says that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that the Torah is like gold and glass. What does that mean? So uh, he said, the Torah is hard to acquire. This is Rameir's answer. It's hard to acquire like gold. It's very, it's very, it takes a lot of effort. Tremendous work. And, uh, but, uh, but it's easily lost like glass. So he said, that's not what your Rebbe or Mekiva said. Rebbe Kiva said that, uh, go, that the, the reason, the comparison to golden glass is that even if a Ketam Chacham goes off the derech, but there's Takana, just like gold and glass. If the gold gets ruined, you can always, yeah. you can always, you could always uh, put it back through the fire and reshape it and fix it. And the same thing, even broken glass can be melted back into, into shape. So, uh, so that's beautiful. So Rabbi Meir said, it's a perfect segue, he says, no. So that's, that, why isn't it applied to yourself? So he said, I told you already, I heard from behind the curtain that everyone, all those who are astray can be returned, except for Acher. Acher is an exception. Anyway, there's another story that there was riding on a horse, and uh, Rameir was learning Torah from him, and this was Shabbos. And then um, he said to Rameir, he said, go back, because I was counting, while we were talking, I was counting the footsteps of uh, Rabbi uh, I was counting the, the footsteps of, uh, of, of the horse, and it uh, turns out that basically you, uh, we are at the, uh, the edge of the Tchum Shabbos. So Rameir says, you're telling me to go back, you should also go back. So he said, I already told you, I'm not welcome. So he forced them to try and come back. Anyway, so they went into one shul, and they asked the child, what the Pasuk is he have? So he said, the Pasuk that was on his lips was, Ain't Shalom, Amar Hashem, L'Rashayim. No peace for you. Okay. So he said, let's go to another shul. Went to another shul. He said, no matter how much you're going to try and clean your, your, your sins, the sin will stain will remain. Okay. He went to a third shul. Asked the child what pasuk he had. He's, the child said, um, uh, no matter how much makeup you're going to put on and how fancy clothes you're going to dress, there's only so much. You're not going to get beautiful. Okay. Really powerful. Michelle. Anyway, uh, the bottom line is, uh, okay, you keep going to every different shul, and they kept getting the same exact kinds of psukim, until he finally got to the last one, and he said to the child, give me a pasuk, and the pasuk that the child said to the rasha says, God, who are you to speak my, my statutes? Which means, I'm not interested in your Torah. That was something that Acher never let go of. Okay, even when he went off the derech, he still loved to learn Torah, loved to talk in Torah, heard him. Not only that, but this child had a speech impediment, and when he said Villa Rasha Amar, it sounded to Elisha as Lelisha Amar. Rasha, Lelisha, sounds sound similar. Anyway, bottom line is he, he, two versions, either he cut up the child into 13 pieces, sent it to every show, 
as a gift, mm-hmm. or he said, if I would have had a knife, I would do that. I happen not to have a knife on me, but anyway. After Achim died... What did the child have to do with anything? It's, it's not the child's fault. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 no, maybe because the child specifically said Alicia. It's not like he said it was supposed to be Alicia, that's what... Yeah, right. The child was not showed a lack of respect to Alicia. If he thought, I mean, he thought he was saying Alicia. To like, stuck him extra. Anyway, bottom line is, either way, we always shoot the messenger. That's the general... Yeah. <laughs> general, general behavior. Sure enough, after Acher died, so he was in like a limbo. Why? Because they didn't want to judge him, because of all the terror that he had. But they didn't want to let him in the world to come because of all the affairs that he had. He was basically stuck. Um, so uh, Rameer, really, who was very close to him, he said, I'd rather him get judged than get him, and this way he'll get cleansed, and then he could come, and, and there'll be hope for him. So when I die, I hope I'll be able to uh, accomplish that. I can, uh, you'll see smoke coming up from his, from his uh, burial site. And sure enough, that is exactly what happened. Later on, Rabbi Yechelon said that, you know, this smoke has been coming up for years from Acher's uh, burial site. It's not good. He says, the year he was, he was one of us. He was one of the Tamid Chum, one of the people learning in the base Medrash. I wish I was able to, you know, stop it from the fire. And sure enough, after Rabbi Yechelon died, the smoke stopped. Anyway, the eulogizer said about Rabbi Yechelon that he was, even the, 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 the gatekeeper in Gehenim couldn't stand in front of um, Rabbi Yochanan, anyway, uh, he was able to get wherever he needed to go to accomplish what he needed to accomplish. To get Acher out of out of Ganem. Now the daughter of Acher came before Rabbi asking for help, and he said, okay, whose daughter are you? I'm the daughter of Acher. So he says, what? He has a daughter? I'm shocked that there's any kids even alive from him. They, you know, like, there should be nobody. Um, so the Gemara, so she said, you know, like think about his Torah, don't think about his behavior. And immediately a fire came down and singed the the, the couch of of Rebbe. Rebbe cried when he saw that. He said, if that if Acher is protected from his Torah, as as bad as his behavior was, and we only see a, a fraction in our Gemara about what the bad things that Acher did. So the Yerushalmi is a lot more uh, specific. a lot more specific about the details of what he did wrong. Anyway, can you imagine the real Talmud uh, Chacham who does behave well, what kind of protection the Torah is from? Okay? Now, Rameir, how do you learn Torah from Acher? It's a big problem. Doesn't, doesn't Rabbi Berchanan say the name of Rabbi Yechonah? Pasuk says, Torah that you always have to learn only from somebody who's beyond reproach in his behavior. Malach Hashem should be compared to a Malach. That's the kind of person who's supposed to choose as a Rebbe. So the answer is, Rameir found another pasuk, and based on that pasuk, he said, this is another pasuk, that you should turn your ears and listen to the words of the Chachamim and follow my mind. But, so why do you mean my mind? Their mind. There it is. Their mind is not good. Their behavior is bad. And yet, listen to the words of the Chachamim. So to him, he said, you know, do as they say, not as they do, even if their behavior is lacking. Quote another pasuk that way as well from Rabbi Hanina. Anyway, the bottom line is, how are we to answer? I understand there's a puzzle that seems to allow it, but still, how do we answer the contradiction? The answer is it depends on the student. If the student's older, more mature, and he's more and appreciates the subtleties, he can divorce the separate between his person's choices and behavior and the Torah that he has to know recognize if the Torah is affected or tainted. 
and um, and you can appreciate that as opposed to um, you know, if you're young, you're impressionable, you're not able to distinguish between the two, and then you must mm-hmm. learn from somebody who's beyond reproach, who's a big tzaddik as well. Anyway, sure enough, Rav Dimi then came Marava, and Marava, they say Rameir used to, would basically eat the fruit and spit out the pits. Um, what happened was, Rava says, it says in the Pasuk, Ginas Egos, Yerati, Liros Anachal. What is the Egos? Why Tamid Chum compared to a walnut? Because in, uh, like a walnut, that even if the even if the outside of the walnut gets full falls into mud and dung and what who knows what, it doesn't. You wash it off, and you open it up. The 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 the, the nut inside is is pristine and unaf- unaffected at all, and that's the, that's the what happens with the Torah of the Tamachacham. Same thing. So uh, anyway, they asked Rav, uh, Rav Shila, so Leo, what do they say? What is Hashem doing in, in heaven? So he said he's quoting all the Rabbanim and saying over the Torah. Except for a mayor, he's not quoting anything from him. Why not? Because he's learned from Acher. So he says, so what? Rav Meir found the pomegranate, he took the fruit, and he spit out the, you know, left, left the peels. So on the, right after that, he says, he started, Hashem started quoting Meir. Like, in other words, that once he spoke out that Tzvara, it was good enough. Some of the stories of Mishnayos are really from Rameir, so... Yeah. You're yeah. seeing Aaron Lapa not quoting Rameir. Right. <laughs> Maybe just saying it not in his name, you know, yeah, without yeah, quoting his name. Oh, I, a lot of Mishnayos are... I like that. <laughs> anyway, so when, uh, when a person is mitzdair, uh, this was the quote that he quoted, when a person is in pain, what is the Shechina saying? Which basically is saying that a Baruch Hu, um, is talking even to a person who did a, a, an Avera that he got a Misa Misa Adam, whatever it was, he was Misa. So the mitzvah is to hang the person, but that not to overdo it. You have to take down the body, don't let it stay overnight. And the reason why is because which means that God feels a curse, so to speak. It's like, I feel, and if that's the way God feels for even a Risham, can you imagine how he feels by Tzadikim? Anyway, Shmuel met up with Rabbi Yehuda that was crying um, at the threshold. And he says, why are you crying? So he said, because it says about these rabbis, uh, these tremendous Talmud HaChacham, they're so bright, so brilliant, that uh, it says, Ayi Sofer, they used to count, well, this is referring to Doeg and Achitofel, who were so expert in their knowledge of Torah that they used to count every single letter of the Torah. And they knew every Kalvachoymer in the Torah. And they had, even in the most esoteric parts of the Torah, they had 300 halachos regarding the Migdal Parech Ba'aver, a tower that's floating in the sky. Where do you have a tower floating in the sky? But, and, or they had 300 Sveikos in that. Anyway, and then they're one of the, they're, they're of the four idiotos, they're two out of four idiotos. There were kids who have no portion of the world to come, even with all their Torah. So what it was, you know, like, uh, it's like the Torah didn't protect them. So he says, ah, that's the very different. Dog and Achitofel, they had, a, they had, they were rotten on the inside from the beginning. They were not, um, you know, it's not like they had a Torah. They're from the outset, they were bad. Okay, that's one thing. Um, uh, uh, the other, so he says, what about Acher? So he says, Acher was no saint even before he went off the derech, Okay, He had his issues but even before. First of all, even when he was learning in the base Medrash, he always had a Greek tune coming off his lips. Okay, He was very enamored with also the Greek philosophers. 
he had a lot of, <laughs> when he walked out from the base Medrash, falling out of his uh, Rosh Yeshiva's jacket were all kinds of books of Minos, of apostasy that he used to read. He was, uh, he was an intellectual and he loved all, the, all those things. So he, had a, he wasn't exactly pristine. That's the, that's the point he's bringing out. Anyway, so um, the, the, we ended off with a, yeah. with a story with uh, this Nimos Hagardi, who was a weaver, and he said, does all wool that goes to, to the vat to get the dye, does it all absorb the dye? So, which is, I think he's trying to drive to the point uh, does everybody who's learned before the Chachamim, does the Torah protect them from sin? So he said, it really depends, and this is his response, if it didn't get, you know, as long as it stays clean, when it absorbs, then it takes, mm-hmm. then it takes them, and it will protect them. So in other words, and it's gonna, that, that, was, the, that was the idea, uh, that was the, the back and forth of the question, um, and that is um, basically where we left off, because we stopped before Rabbi Kiva. Um, and that's it. So we'll talk to you here and get to today's daf.